Good morning, it's Tuesday the 18th of October. It's National Chocolate Cupcake Day. Happy birthday, Rod Gilbert, Chatter, Prosy, Zac Efron and Neo. The Cabinet meets on Tuesday morning to discuss the proposed eviction ban, which comes as the Simon community reports the lowest levels of available property for rent since it began collecting data seven years ago. Wayne Stanley, head of policy and communication for the Simon community, says it's critical that the government act to prevent more evictions as the homeless system is already at full capacity. So this is going to have a limited impact uh, for single people, but it will keep families and particularly children out of homelessness. They're the ones who are going to benefit. And the truth is, we don't have capacity in the system. So uh, it's it's really going to stop uh, children from ending up in staying in guard stations or having to sleep rough. I mean, that's where we are. That's the depth of crisis we're in right now. Donald Deliver Agar was reluctant to describe the measure as an eviction ban, suggesting in fact it was more of a moratorium for the winter months. With Minister for Housing Dara O'Brien due to lay out the plan in detail at Cabinet following a late night meeting with the three coalition party leaders. We obviously have an acute accommodation crisis right now, um, obviously within uh, our homeless cohort, but also with the pressures on emergency accommodation. Uh, due to our arrivals in from Ukraine and other IPAS countries as well. So what we're looking at is what effective time-bound measures we could take to assist whilst we're building up the overall supply. Monday saw talks between Thishuk, Michal Martin and the leaders of the main political parties in the north in an effort to resolve the issues with the Northern Ireland Protocol and restore power-sharing government. Under current agreements, the Northern Ireland Assembly must return by October 28 to avoid fresh elections. It hasn't sat since elections were held in February of this year due to the DUP's withdrawal over what it describes as issues with the Northern Ireland Protocol. With a change of leadership in the UK government, the mood has shifted somewhat and both the leaders of Sinn Féin and the DUP agree that Monday's talks were positive but no clear plan on breaking the stalemate emerged. The SDLP's Colm Eastwood made it clear that his party is still blaming the DUP for the situation. It's fairly coincidental that the first time they don't come first, uh, they don't go into government. I mean, the DUP know well that their absence from Stormont has no impact whatsoever on the negotiations between the European Commission and the British government. Uh, if they want to do a deal, there'll be a deal done. It won't be because Geoffrey Donaldson stamps his feet. But DUP leader Geoffrey Donaldson wasn't having any criticism of his party's stance. I'm sorry, but I am go- not going to apologise for the stand that my party is taking because we believe it's right for Northern Ireland that we resolve these issues and have firm foundations. In the UK, Monday saw all eyes on the new Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, as he delivered an emergency statement amid whisperings that Prime Minister Liz Truss's time is up. His statement wasn't so much a U-turn as a bidding of almost all of the Prime Minister's tax cuts announced in the government's mini-budget, pledging instead to cut Britain's death with a credible, fully-costed plan to be announced on the 31st of October. The absence of Liz Truss from the debate prompted jeering from the opposition and questions from leader Keir Starmer. But where is the Prime Hiding away, dodging questions, scared of her own shadow. The lady's not for turning up. But later Monday evening, we heard the PM herself, not in Parliament, but on interview with Sky News. Here's what she had to say about the chaos of the last few weeks. Now, I recognise we have made mistakes. I'm sorry uh, for those mistakes, but I've fixed the mistakes. I've appointed a new Chancellor. Uh, We have restored economic stability and fiscal discipline. And what I now want to do is go on and deliver for the public.
In Ukraine, Russia has once again hit the capital, Kyiv, with a wave of aerial attacks on Monday with what appeared to be Iranian-made kamikaze drones. There are reports that at least eight people have been killed in Kyiv in the Sumy region with electricity cut in many towns and villages as well. There have been calls to sanction Iran, which continues to deny supplying drones to the Russian military. A video of Ukraine National Police taking direct action and shooting down a drone with small arms has gone viral. Our fellow servicewomen saw where they were flying from. We marked the target. It was flying slightly further towards Kudryashov Street and we opened fire on it. We tried to take cover and after that, we saw that it abruptly changed its trajectory and literally exploded about 50 meters from us. Still to come on the Smart 7 Island edition, a small screen debut for Rocky and is it all over for the Wasps? Right after this. Welcome back. Wasps became the second major rugby club to enter administration on Monday following their suspension by the Premiership last week. They follow Worcester Warriors in being relegated and while the club is battling behind the scenes to keep the Coventry Arena running, 167 staff and players were notified that they were being made redundant. Head coach Lee Blackett spoke to BBC Coventry and Warwickshire outside the club's headquarters and he wasn't sounding optimistic about the future. There, there's things probably ongoing, so hopefully it's uh, at some point. But uh, look, there's, there's players and staff that wanted to play Premiership rugby this year, and uh, unless something happens very quickly, I just cannot see how that, that's going to happen. The knives certainly weren't out at the London Film Festival as the stars took to the red carpet for the European premiere of Glass Onion, a knives out mystery. Leading man Daniel Craig gave a glowing review of his time filming the sequel to the mystery movie. The return of the marvellously accented Benoit Blanc saw Daniel working on set in Greece during the height of the pandemic. Listen, it was amazing. I mean, it was an amazing experience. We were under lockdown, so we were kind of restricted in our movements, so we couldn't really go very many places, but actually it was to be there. It was about 150 degrees in the shade, but you know, well, it was well, there was a high class problem. He's been a boxer, but he's never been a mobster until now. Sly Stallone is taking on his first mobster role in the new TV series Tulsa King, coming to Paramount+. Plus. Stallone stars as Mafio Capo Dwight, the General Manfredi, who has been released from prison after 25 years and is then unceremoniously exiled by his boss to set up shop in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But he soon realises his mob family may not have his best interests at heart and begins building up an unlikely crew. It streams from November 13th. They kept my mouth shut for 25 years. I don't know what you're expecting now that you're back. I'm expecting adequate compensation. Tulsa. What's Tulsa? I want you to go there. The horse race, the Springboard Mile. There's nobody doing nothing. You can do whatever you want. Not exactly the welcome I was expecting. This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back tomorrow morning at 7am. Have yourself a great day. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.